I read a famous quote that said this, be brave enough to live the life of your dreams according to your vision and purpose instead of the expectations and opinions of others by Roy T. Bennett. My question to you is, what you gonna do? Let's go. Hey, what's up everybody? You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and we'll be taking you through plenty of taboo topics that men deal with on a daily basis. We're gonna go through, listen, and deal with all these things together. I know I've got to heal, and I'm sure you have to heal too, or the man in your life needs to heal. Stay tuned, fasten your seatbelt, hold on, here we go. Welcome to another episode of I'm Dealing With, I am Sean, your host. Today we're going to be talking about finding your purpose. Oh man, we got to stand by for this. Finding your purpose. We got a lot to talk about. Quite a bit to talk about. So for the first thing we're going to talk about, and we're just going to go right into it, right? You know, no need to delabor in the time. No need in talking about what's going on in the COVID. All the internet's handling that, right? So we're going to skip all that jargon. We're going to go right into this. Finding your purpose. So point number one in finding your purpose. If you're looking for help, if you're looking for uh, whatever's next for you, um, the first thing you wanna do is, well, not necessarily the first thing, but we're gonna talk about points, right? We're just gonna talk about points. Just be real with it. Create a vision board. You know, um, there's a saying slash scripture that says this, where there's a no, vi no, no vision, the people perish, right? So you have to, um, have something before you, you know, it's good to have something before you because it's hard to mark off things that are done if nothing's ever been written down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, anybody who's ever worked on a car before um, to restore a car who has had to get parts, uh, maybe you're rebuilding uh, an appliance. Oh, man, you know, maybe uh, you're knitting something. Maybe you've got a, a kit project you're working on. Uh, maybe you're a craftsman. Uh, you're in the arts and crafts and you're trying to build some. Sometimes you got to write things down where things belong, especially when you're pulling something apart. Part. Uh, you got a bad part here, the bad part there, and you got to replace those parts. You got to actually have to know where they went. OK, so you got to be able to write this down. Right. You have to write your vision down. OK, so it's, it's just crazy. I mean, it, it just kind of goes without saying you need something to shoot for. <laughs> you know, it's like the. Uh, 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 you know, every, you know, shooter and hunter, you know, they're looking for something, you know, they're just not just shooting bullets up in the sky. N not a real hunter. OK, not a real hunter. They're just not wasting their bullets, not wasting their arrows just by shooting at air. You know, they're at least shooting at a target. And I like to think that uh, your vision board is your target. It is the thing in your life that you measure up to it. This is where I want to go. But this is where I am. Where I want to go requires me to take aim. Where I want to go requires me to focus. You know, if you've ever shot a rifle, if you've ever uh, held a handgun with a scope or whatever the case may be, and you're way off in the distance and the target's the other direction and you're looking for the target, you have to focus in on the target. Very imperative that you do that. And because if you don't have a target to shoot at, 
how you going to take aim? How you going to aim at anything? You know, anybody who purchases a, a any type of rifle, an arrow, a, um, a bow and arrow, or whatever case may be, that's going to need a scope. You know, you just don't put it on, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, next thing you know, you can just start dropping everything you shoot at. It don't work that way. You got to zero zero it in. It's very important that you zero in on this, and the only way you can zero in, you need to know what your target is. And the only way you can know what your target is is guess what? You need to have a vision board. You know, it's not just for ladies. It's not, guys, it's not just for ladies. You know how you put, you know, for some of you guys in your garage. Again, we're talking to men, right? For some of you in your garage, you got that car that you always idolize. It might be that 66, 67 Mustang. It might be that Shelby. It might be that Corvette. Who knows? I mean, it might even be a Viper. I mean, that's just what that is, right? Um, it might be a Ferrari. It might be a Porsche. You know, there's a lot of Porsche connoisseurs out there. It might be a Beamer. It might be an Audi. Whatever that is. And there's certain things that you're shooting for. At least you guys know that it's on your it's on your uh, your back wall in your garage for a reason, right? Because this is one of your classic iconic cars. It might be a Lamborghini. Whatever that is. But it gives you something to shoot for. Yeah, yeah, yeah you might be driving your Prius now. <laughs> right uh you might be in that honda cord you know heck a toyota tacoma maybe that dodge ram or ford <laughs> found on road dead no i'm just messing with y'all i'm just playing um that chevy whatever it is that you're in um but you have that thing on that back wall that is kind of like your dream car so if we do that with our cars what is your dream for your life Hence, vision board, guys, vision board. Have that, man. I mean, have that. It's very imperative that you have that. Okay, have that vision board. Okay, because it's also hard to pursue after a dream when the vision of the dream is only in your head. You know, well, I mean, if, if, the, if the picture is only in your head, you need something that you can physically look at with your eyes, right? So just put the dream and, our, and or ideas in front of you as something to strive after. So it is a remembrance of the goals for your life every day. I mean, that just kind of goes without saying, right? Okay, so that's just one of the things. Um, a vision board, all right? So that'll also help you. Another idea that you can think of when trying to uh, harness in on your purpose is maybe think about donating time, your, uh, your time, your money, or your talent. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Because it says this, it says, uh, don't make money, about, uh, don't make everything in life about money. I know we got to make money. I know, I know, I know, I know. Rent's got to be paid. Car payment, medical, dental, whatever that is, if, especially if you're paying for it out of pocket, right? Those braces, I mean, maybe, you, maybe your, um, your insurance picks up a certain part, but then you got to cover the rest. I get it. College, kids are coming up, going to college. Maybe you're trying to buy that house or maybe your investment. So, yeah, I got to be able to make some money. But guess what? Sometimes when doing things to help people by donating your time, donating your craftsmanship, maybe even donating money, you will find your purpose. Man, there's been so many people that have found their purpose by helping people. So it says so many people, I'm sure, can use your talents, your time and or your passion. You know, it is sometimes in these moments that when you go giving that you can truly discover what is important 
uh, to you. Helping people, building people should always be a part of your plan, no matter what. Building and helping people should always be a part of your process. So when you're trying to find who you are, trying to find uh, what you plan to do with your life, building people, helping people should always be a part of your process. Maybe you are good at teaching someone how to catch their own fish. Maybe you're good at that. You know, um, we've heard the saying, you know, we all know it, right? Any of us that are over, you know, 20, 30 years old, we, you know, plus we've, we've heard the story. You can either catch a person's fish or you can teach them how to catch their fish. And if you're one who's a uh, scholastic person who's uh, good at teaching people, Maybe this is your your donating time. Maybe this is the time where you can teach people how to catch their fish, you know, but in teaching, sometimes you got to catch it for them. I get it. I get it. You know, you're the one that's putting the worm on the hook. Right. And you're threading uh, the hook and all that kind of stuff. You put the worm on and you're showing them how to cast. You're, you're also telling them what line, what poundage of line to use pending what they're trying to catch. Right. And again, I'm not a fisherman. I'm like, I hate the fish. I'm just going to lie. I'm just, you know, just going to tell you the truth. I hate the fish. I just think it's boring. Okay, but that's not everybody. There are some people that love fishing. That's great. That's why I'm talking to you guys that would understand where I'm going with this. Because there's always somebody who um, not necessarily will enjoy fishing, but are maybe unlearned in fishing. And the reason why I'm using this analogy, because fishing applies to every part of your life. Fishing, not necessarily for fish, the kind in the water, but those other type of fish, you know, in business. Huh, right. That, that's, that's another it's called networking. <laughs> you know, those fish, you look clientele, sales leads, fishing. Maybe you're looking to buy a house. You're looking for a realtor fishing. And to be honest with you, if you don't have those type of um, tactics under your belt, those tools, it's, it's hard to catch fish when you don't know how to fish. So if you're the type of person who's good at teaching people how to fish in networking and craftsmanship, building something, um, entrepreneurship, maybe money, maybe family values. Maybe you're a counselor and great at teaching parents how to relate to their children or getting the best out of their children. Maybe you're a pastor, mentor, mentor, or uh, a coach, and you're teaching your team how to fish while they're out there on the football field, while they're in the wrestling room, while they're on the basketball court, while they're on the track and field. Maybe you're that type of person and you'll find that many times you get so much great stuff when you donate your time and talents. Oh, my God. And the reason why I say that is, um, I, you know, uh, I was a part of and still am. I've been a part of the United Way in American Cancer Society and Alzheimer's for many years. And I participated in many events. And you find that, you know, you're not you personally are not doing it for money you personally you're doing it because 
any type of monies or the donation of your time or whatever the case may be, it's not about you. It's you giving of yourself to help somebody who's less fortunate. They might be less fortunate in finances, less fortunate in housing, less, for, less fortunate in education or whatever it is. And you are giving of yourself to build and help others. To me, that is awesome. And if you um, have not even tried to venture out in that, maybe you're a church and you're you're donating uh, food, you're giving away food to the public or you have a, a, some type of meals on wheels type of deal that you're doing. These are the things that we do when we're trying to find our purpose. And maybe that might be a part of your purpose, might be not uh, maybe not your full purpose, but it's a part of the purpose. And it's very important when you are working or trying to work or trying to get your purpose in that direction, that people are a part of that purpose. And that comes with donating your time, your passion, your talents, or even monetary gifts. I look at some of the richest people in the world. I look at many of them who are multi-million dollar people, billion dollar people who every year they find businesses, they find groups, they find charity groups to donate not just their finances, but donate their time. Some of them they send to other countries to go build for the less fortunate. I watched a pastor the other day who sent um, a portion of his team to go over to another country to help sow into them so that way they can have the proper um, type of farming and grow certain things in their area so they don't have to rely on uh, external uh, sources. And I just go, wow, because there's so much that we can do. Look in your own backyard. And what I mean by your own backyard, down the street, around the corner, downtown, around town, there's always somebody who's less fortunate that can use maybe that old jacket that's sitting up in your closet. In your attic, those that pair of shoes, that umbrella, uh, that skirt, that blouse, those pants, those uh, shoes, those sandals, those socks, that T-shirt. And it's in this time when we are giving back to people. When we are giving back that many times we can find our purpose. Not just helping people, but realizing that anything we do, we help people in everything we do. I mean, that might not be the total purpose, the total. What I mean is maybe you're not the type that's going to be able to donate all your time, but maybe somebody else will. Very imperative that you think about that. Consider donating your time. I mean, I, I've always felt alive um, when I was gathering around uh, with hundreds of thousands of people that focused on a common goal of giving back. And um, one of the things that was very uh, close to my heart was the Alzheimer's Association because we had Alzheimer's in our family. And when you have anything, even with the American Cancer Society um, and those and you, you support um, women with breast cancer and Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I was always a part of that every year, wearing my pink and um, supporting that with the management team and some of the different things we did. Because when you've ever had cancer in your family, when you've ever had Alzheimer's in your family, uh, or whatever the case may be, um, 
when you support those things, when they're close to home, you realize how much support really matters. Because, you know, God forbid that it's ever one of us or ever one of you, right? Um, and it's good to give back. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, uh, there are times when I've been a part of giving away food on food drives and stuff like that. And then watching the people um, as you're, you know, greeting them with a pleasant attitude. How can I help you today? Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it was. And meeting these families and their children um, and watching the smiles on their face because, you know, somebody, I'm, what I mean by somebody, I was a part of a group. Again, it wasn't purposely me. For them, somebody actually cared enough to give us something and not ask for anything in return. And to be honest with you, that's what we should be about. Giving something to people and not expecting some type of financial return. You know, I'll give you something, but you got to give me something. That's not what it should be about. If you get it, fine. If you get something back, fine. But that should not be the end goal, right? Okay, it's all about, again, building people. So consider donating your time, your money, or your talents. All right, so um, other thoughts to consider. Uh, if you knew you could not fail, what would you do? Think about it. If you knew right now while you're trying to find your purpose, if you knew right now at anything you could not fail, what would you do? That should be, again, a personal question. Now, here's another one. If you are never going to get paid for it, what will be the thing that you would still do? If there was no monetary attachment to it and you can do this in your sleep, I mean, it's just something... Oh, man, you just ugh, I don't care if I don't get paid for it. I just enjoy doing this thing. What is that thing? <laughs> Something to think about. You know, for some people, man, uh, they can cook like it's nobody's business. They don't mind making a strawberry pie, a peach cobbler, an apple pie, uh, fried chicken, meatloaf, Mexican food, whatever. They just enjoy cooking. Right. And they don't care if they get paid. Or it's just like their passion to them. It's their peace. It's their heart. So my question to you is, what is that one thing that you would do um, even if you weren't getting paid for it? OK, and then uh, the last question real quick is uh, um, on this particular point is what makes you come alive? What is that thing that makes you feel so freaking alive? <laughs> yeah, I said a freaking right. Yeah, seriously. What is that thing that makes you so alive? Oh, man, I, I tell you. Um, oh God, for me, oh my God, I can't think of how many things <laughs> that make me feel alive. Um, um, man, uh, playing with my grandchildren, that's one of the things that make, make me feel alive. I mean, I know that's not a, you know, if you want to call purpose, but oh man, uh, I, it, because it makes me feel, uh, once again, like I'm starting all over, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some of y'all don't feel that way. Don't have that, but <laughs> I know some of y'all be like, <laughs> I can't wait for them jokers to leave. <laughs> you know, it's just what it is. Right. But I mean, man, playing with my grandchildren makes me feel like a kid again. Right. It, it, it just gives me this, uh, this newfound fervor, if you want to call it that when I'm playing with them, because they remind me of what was okay. So that that's one of the things. Another thing that makes me feel alive, um, believe it or not, is uh, man, I like flying my y'all know, <laughs> I like flying my drones. Man, I enjoy it. Uh, when I'm out there in the field or whatever, wherever I'm at, I don't care if I'm at the beach, I'm flying, I'm up in the air, filming cliffs, filming filming the water, I'm in the forest, whatever that thing is, I enjoy being up in the air and filming and looking at uh, this great thing that God has built, you know, um, that we take for granted down here on the ground. 
And when you get an aerial view, view of uh, what's out there, oh my God, changes your life. I mean, it changes your life, dog. Okay, so but anyway, so that's one of the things. Oh man, um, I enjoy, again, I enjoy photography. That's all a, a part of it too. Um, I enjoy being a creator. I, I, I enjoy talking to you all. You know, I enjoy, actually, I enjoy this. What I'm doing right now, I enjoy this. I get so much drive out of um, talking to some of the different people um, that are that are commenting, that are sending me stuff via email. And I'm just gonna shout him out right now, Bruce. Oh man, um, some of the content that he's been sending back to me on everything that he's been getting out of this medium, out of this platform, has just been so overwhelmingly good that has caused me to. Um, dive deeper into the things uh that concern all of you it caused me to try to be better at what i do because i i enjoy being a creator i enjoy creating a platform where we can we're a place where we can just be honest and just say look you know yeah we messed up right and we're but we're trying to fix it um i, I enjoy this you know so again those are just some of my things i got a whole lot more because i love working on cars i love doing this i love doing stereos and blah 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 I like putting halos and headlights. Okay. So anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about y'all, right? <laughs> so anyway, so there's a lot of things I like to do that 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 I uh, enjoy doing. I love being around people. And, and you know what I enjoy most? Not just being around people. When people love being around me. Not for what I can do for them. Not for what I bring to the table. But they actually enjoy my company while I'm enjoying theirs. And we can talk turkey about anything up under the sun. And that's what I enjoy. I mean, I can care less race, color, and creed. Doesn't matter, black, white, red, brown, uh, male or female. It doesn't matter to me. I enjoy being around people and building people and just being, you know, uh, who I am in front of them. And they still love me for it. I enjoy that. Okay. So anyway, enough about me. Let's get back to y'all. Here we go. All right. So the next thing is listen to feedback. So this says here, uh, What's your favorite? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm about to go there. I'm about to go there. Y'all going to have to pray for me. Okay. Y'all pray for me out there because I'm about to go there. Okay. So, ready? This question right here is going to challenge uh, some of these folks. Some of them might unsubscribe to me, but okay. So, I'm just going to tell you. So, here's the question it says this What's your favorite flavor of ish sandwich? <laughs> yeah. I said it, ish. What's your favorite flavor of ish sandwich? And there's a reason why I asked that question. Here we go. Because the truth of the matter is, regardless of the feedback, you have to understand that high school does not prepare you for the honest idea that things can really suck in life. Because when you're trying to find your purpose, everything don't always taste good. That's why I say the ish sandwich, the ish sandwich, because there are some times in your life you're going to have that sandwich, right? You're going to have that sandwich and it and you have to be ready for that. And, it, and, and it's hard to be ready for that because high school doesn't prepare you for that. College don't prepare you for that. They prepare you for, you know, getting a study, getting an A and such, such, so you can get your degree and go out in the world and get a job. But they don't tell you that. Uh, thank you for all that money, but that particular particular job is not uh, uh, the aforementioned job anymore like it used to, like when you first started college. They don't train you to be an entrepreneur and to let you know that um, you're going to struggle for a long time to gain a following, that it takes time. They don't train you for those things. It doesn't train you to be a parent. 
doesn't train you to have children. Doesn't train you. No, life does not train you to let you know that after you've had children and then they start talking and they start talking back at you and you still got to try to love them without, um, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't take you. It doesn't take you there. They don't train you for that. And you have to be ready for that. Okay. The next thing is, are you willing to accept the feedback? So again, we're still talking about feedback. Are you willing to accept the feedback that you get? When you are mature and in tune with who you are, only then can you begin to accept both the positive and constructive feedback. And last but not least is asking, are you really ready? Because in any time you're trying to figure out where you where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do, you're going to have some feedback. Some of it's good. Some of it's, you know, eh, you know. Um, and then sometimes life will give you feedback, you know, man, life gives you, gives you feedback. Like I tell you what, life is a, is a great tool for teaching people. And sometimes for the best, sometimes for the worst. And you have to be ready for that. But also in feedback, understand this. Life is like a piece of fruit, like a piece of fruit, like an apple, right? It's sweet. It's good. It's good for you. Um, same thing with oranges. They're good for you and all that kind of stuff. But when was the last time you ate the apple core and its seeds? When was the last time you ate the whole orange and the seeds? You have to do that sometime with feedback. You chew the fruit. You spit out the seeds. All right. You have to be wise enough to know that you need to chew the fruit and spit out the seeds. All right. Next thing we're going to go into. Surround yourself with positive people. Oh, man. Very important. You got to be able to surround yourself with good people. He says, how can you better embarrass yourself? That's a question in this. Surrounding yourself with good people, with positive people. You have to understand that when you surround yourself with positive people, there are times when you're going to be embarrassed. Not necessarily by them. But because when you uh, get away from that whole crab barrel mentality, the negative folk, you sometimes you revert back to what you you're used to hanging out with the people that you used to know. You know, uh, when you have a bad day, mm-hmm, yeah, let's just go drinking. Uh huh, let's just go smoking. Uh huh, let's. That's okay. We'll just drink it off. We'll just smoke it out. We'll just go shopping. We'll just go do this. We'll just go and try to you know get rid of it in a negative way. You know, yeah, you, you know. Shopping's great and, and yeah, until you see that bill, right? You know, you, you buy up the whole store, you buy up all these things, you know, to make you feel good, but then that don't last long and you're looking for that next fix. So when you're around positive people, sometimes you try to tend to go back to what you used to know, but around positive people, they're like, okay, I know you feel like that, but here's what we need to do to get you back on track. Or I'm going to stay here with you while you're going through this. But we're going to help you do this. But no, you're not going to go to the store and go, you know, buy a fifth. You're not going to go down the street and, you know, go grab your cigarettes. You're not going to go, you know, uh, you know, whatever. You're not going to go, you know, end up in debt and go run your credit card up to go shopping um, to try to relieve this. We're going to do things right way. And sometimes you'll find yourself embarrassed, right? Because you're trying to, you're around people who are trying to help you get somewhere and they're positive. So even when you have like a bad day or things happen in your life, they go, mm, uh, you know what? I'll cry with you. You got two minutes to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, wait, wait. All right, girl, let's go. Let's get up. All right, dude, let's go. Let's get up. Come on, get up off that pity potty 
and, and let's go. Okay, so you, you can't be P Petty Roosevelt for so long. You know, you, you can't. You know, you, you got to get up, get back on that horse and let's go. So when you're surrounding yourself with with uh, people who are new to you, there has to be time where you will feel out of place and maybe even embarrassed to a point. However, you must take the uh, attitude of growth, not criticism when networking with positive people. Because, again, when you're working with and surrounded, trying to surround yourself with positive people, you will be networking with them. Right. You're networking because you're trying to get next to positive people and getting away from the old familiar. Right. The old familiar, meaning some of those negative people. All right. It says positive people always find the silver lining in the midst of storms and circumstances uh, to a point when you are feeling at your lowest will tell you to get out of your funk, get back up and try again. I mean, oh, man, there's been plenty of times when I just want to sit and sit in my uh, my mess. I mean, what I mean, whatever it is I'm going through right now, I just want to sit there for a minute. I just oh. I just want to sit here and cry. Oh, woe is me. Da, da. Yeah, we do it. Come on, let's just be honest. We may do it privately. We don't do it publicly, but we do it privately. You sit in that room or you you might uh, bury yourself in that garage. You close that garage door and you'll be in that garage three days, at, you know, uh, six days out of the week. Trying to bury yourself into something because it's a woe is me moment, right? It happens. You know, and we have to be able to understand that positive people will try to get you out of that funk because it's so needful for us to get out of it. It's it's easy to stay in it, but it's hard to get out of it and you have to get out of it because only then can you start working on now finding your purpose. It says positive people will cry with you for a bit but will help you move back into smiling. That's what positive people do. They, they will even cry with you while you're going through your loss. You're lost of a loved one, maybe a loss of a job, lost of a husband, loss of a, a wife, uh, loss of a, a child, uh, maybe lost of uh, money, uh, lost of a business, whatever. And, and you know, those things hurt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your car gets repossessed, you know, all things hurt. I'm just gonna be honest with you, right? Because now you think it's oh, dang, okay, so you mean tell me I got to take the city bus? I mean, is that what we're doing? Or we, well, I mean, you got Uber and, and all that kind of stuff now, right? But, uh, yeah, so it hurts. So but these positive people get you right back and smiling. It says you have to be ready to leave your box of complacency. When you're, dealing, when you're trying to get next to positive people, you can't stay in your complacent box that you're used to being in. Not if you want to hang around with positive people or you want positive people in your in your life. You have to be ready to leave your box of complacency and enjoy people who are positive. Because one thing positive people will do, positive people, like I said, they find the silver lining in everything. But when you're wrong, the same people that will also hold you accountable when you're wrong and help you get back to your right. We at IDW appreciate your listening support. If you're finding great value from this content, please consider clicking our monthly supporter link as we are striving to bring you the best content available both now and in the future. Thank you in advance. This is IDW. I'm Sean, your host.
Hey, do you want to be bold and bloom? Go to BeBoldAndBloom.com. They specialize in bettering the lives of people. Once again, BeBoldAndBloom.com. Okay, next conversation. Dark conversations with new people. Yes, new people. Sometimes these new people are not your, uh, your last name. Some of them are not your relatives. And you have to be able to venture outside of your comfort zone to get ready for that. They're not the people that you know. Start conversations with new people. Once you begin to hone in on your passions, values, and goals, work on aligning them with your actions. Commit to honoring them as best as you can every day. How can you take action right now, even on a small scale? When you start... Uh, start taking inspired action notice how it feels this can only happen when you're trying to work with new people because y'all know sometimes the people you know best are the worst supporters oh god oh man it happens it happens okay so you have to you have to reach beyond the people that you know start conversations with new people you know you may have to you know uh, sometimes you go to that theater and, and yeah, you're sitting with your loved one or whatever. Maybe there's another person sitting on the side. You might strike up a conversation like some of you guys do on the plane, right? Well, man, maybe some of y'all don't. But, you know, some of you guys, you know, when you're in a plane, you're, you're taking that that flight to, you know, God knows where. Um, and you're on that plane. You're sitting next to somebody for hours or however long that is. You may strike up a conversation where you now know them on a first name basis. They know you on a first name basis. And you got this conversation going. And um, all these different things are flying between the two of you or the three of you or maybe the five of you, depending upon how many people are in uh, that conversation. And sometimes these people become just people that you just communicate with real quick. Then other times they become supporters slash friends slash networking buddies slash whatever, you know, and it happens. Think about that for those of you that are parents at that soccer game. Think about all the lifelong friends and friendships that you've made at the soccer game. And if you haven't made any friends, maybe you need to question you. <laughs> when my kids were in soccer, man, um, I tell you, we had some friends that, um, matter of fact, I'm not going to lie, I miss them. People of character, they're people of substance, they were, they were um, people of influence. But most of all, they were loving people and loved you where you were. They didn't care your background your religious standpoint were very instrumental and taught, I'm going to tell you, taught me a lot about family, a lot about family and how important family is. I got a chance to watch them play, um, watch their daughters play, and then watch my children play. And we ended up having such a great bond that every time they had a function, whether it was at the house or at somebody else's house, they introduce us to all their friends. I got a chance to meet all of their friends. And you know what? And we were the only so-called non-Mormon people that were there. And I mean, we were so embraced with love. My, you know, who we were, we became a part of, they, they, they considered us family. And you know, and it wasn't like, well, you need to come and come visit the, you know, our building. It wasn't even about that. It was about networking and finding commonality and having a great time. Yeah, we talked about God. There were never any arguments, never any disagreements, never any issues. But it was through that one thing 
during that time, that was probably, oh my God, maybe 10 years ago or so ago, at least 10, 12 years ago. But it was through that relation, those relationships that I realized some of the people that you need to network with, that you need to be, uh, that need to be new in your life, won't look like you, won't believe like you. Um, they um, won't uh, maybe be male or female. They won't um, be this way or that way. And you need to strike up these new conversations with people. Because if you don't, you'll find yourself isolated. You'll find yourself working off of biased ideas based upon what you're taught by maybe family, maybe your priest, maybe your minister, or uh, maybe a mentor or whatever, they, that just that only certain people are like this. You know, you can only be like this. And, and to be honest with you, travel the world. When you travel, you'll find and get a chance to meet some people that open up your mind to a bunch of different things that you never thought was possible. But in these new ideas by striking up new conversations, yes, it takes time. It takes time to build these conversations. And you know what? You never know what's going to come out of it. Sometimes in that conversation is your next job. Sometimes in that conversation is your next customer. Or maybe that person's not your customer, but they know 20 people that are ready to buy from you today. You understand what I'm saying? You never know who, when you strike up that conversation, where it's going to lead. And in the conversations that we had with this particular family later on in life, you know, they end up moving away and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, been a while since we, since uh, even I've talked to them and so on and so forth. But what I do know is, you know, through, you know, the internet, through the different mediums and stuff like that, you know, still keeping contact that way. But still doing good, still doing the same thing, still still awesome at that what they do, still communicating, still growing, still loving people. And that's what matters. I don't know about you, but I'm not one of those that like to stay with one set group of people. I'm not. I'm not. I want to grow. I want to grow in different areas of my life, both financially, socially, racially, all that kind of stuff. And you can only do that by striking up new conversations with different people. You can only do that. And it doesn't matter the way they're dressed. I know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because we have that preconceived idea sometimes that we will strike up a conversation with only certain people because they're dressed a certain way because we think that they're on the same caliber as we are or we're on the same caliber as they are. And then you find out that there are some that don't look like you, don't dress like you, don't act like you, but, you know, you think you're in one area and come to find out they've actually surpassed you 10 times over and you, and you because you're stuck in what they look like. You, oh, we got to get past that, guys. OK, we got to get past that. All right. Speaking of getting past, let's roll on. Let's roll on. OK, so define your own version of what success means to you. That's another thing. So when you're looking for your purpose, you have to define your own version of what success means to you. Because for success, for one, it's all about that dollar dollar. It's all about, you know, you know, I need to have 20, you know, 26s. I need to have 34s on my car. I need to have a G, a G class. I need to have a, a, a Lambo. I need to have a such such. I need to have millions. I need to have this large house. Uh, to them, it's all about finances for some people. For another, it's about their health. I just want to be in perfect health. 
just want to make sure all my children are healthy. I just want to make sure. Such for uh, for another person, it's I want to have some substance to a point, but I want to make sure my children are taken care of. I want to make sure that there's some legacy behind it, and there's nothing wrong with that. I want to make sure that I set myself up in such a way to where I can work from anywhere in the world. That's success for some people. Others is investments, whether economically, you know, monetarily, um, socially, that's success for some. And then for, you know, for instance, I, I success for me, it's family. And what I mean by family, that includes my friends because I consider my friends family, regardless of last name, because trust me, I have some family that, that, that are not my last name. Right. So, I mean, literally, so it's family, um, you know, and then of course, making sure that, you know, everyone's good, you know, the, they're healthy, they're, they're wise and, you know, available and, and all these different things. So there's a lot of stuff that goes in, but what's number one for me, I'm not saying y'all, but for me, God won. God's one for me. Just saying for me, not for y'all, but for me. So you have to define for yourself, for yourself. What is, what do you consider success? What is your version of success? I can't tell you what that is. For some, it's just very easy. I just want a new job, uh, a better house, and a car that doesn't break down every week. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Because what success for some is different for another person. I can't clown, you know, your version of success because that's not what I want to do. And I can't make you hype yourself up to what I think success should be. Okay, but you have to figure out what is your own uh, version of success. You know, um, success is really living about uh, really about living life on purpose. (laughs) So you're finding your purpose, but success is really living your life on purpose. No one, however, well-meaning can tell you what that purpose is or what you should be doing. Do not live your own life by someone else's definition of success. Don't do that. Don't live your life based upon what somebody says you should be doing. What I mean, you know, you need to be a lawyer. You should be uh, a musician. You should be a teacher. That's what you should be doing. You'd be a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know where I'm going with that. Okay. So, um, and you've got to, you got to weed that out, right? So just because you haven't discovered it yet, doesn't mean you won't at all. Doesn't mean you won't find it. Because you haven't discovered what that thing is, don't mean you won't. Doesn't mean that you won't find it, right? It says, don't beat yourself up. Instead, see any wrong turns as an opportunity to figure out uh, what you don't want. Everything, use it as an opportunity to figure out what you don't want. You, you, you got to do that. Know that some of the most purpose-filled people are those who have reinvented themselves time and time again. Because when you're going through through uh, purpose, your purpose doesn't change when you figure out what your purpose. But sometimes the tools that you use will change 
which is why many people reinvent themselves because the medium they used to use for the purpose has changed and is no longer valid. So the medium that they used to use, you know, when anytime some people are redefining themselves, the, their purpose hasn't changed. They have a goal of, let's say, giving the people. Let's say that's their goal. But there's a certain medium they used to use to do that, to give the people. And then now that medium is outdated or is no longer valid or is no longer being used. They have to use something different to make sure that they're getting contributions and different things to be able to do what it is they do for people. So they have to change and reinvent themselves. OK, so and it, and it happens, you know, so as you're finding your purpose and trying to figure out what success means to you, understand that once you figure out what that purpose is, you're going to have to um, redefine yourself redefine rediscover reinvent some of the different ways you accomplish that purpose because things do change over time they do things change. i mean think about it you've changed over time right you've changed all right so the next topic man okay this is a tough one <clears throat> some people find uh their purpose by this topic right here and it says this, consider injustices that bother you. Need I say any more? If you're looking at the social media and what's going on in the world today, y'all know that there is injustices going on every single day of the week. It says with so many injustices out there um, and and the most recent killing of Mr. Floyd, man, man, especially, man, that's rough, man. May he rest in peace, man. Um, my, my prayers go out to that family because that was hot garbage. And I hope somebody's left hot garbage. I won't even dive into it because everybody else is diving into it, okay? So I'm just going to be right there with it. But it was wrong. Wrong. They were wrong. Da, da, da. All that was wrong, right? So my, my, my prayers go out to that family. It says there are so many problems out there that we should all be able to dive into uh, in order to bring about finding your purpose. I mean, when you think about all the injustices out there, there is so much stuff that we can tackle because of things that we don't like. And it's only sometimes through um, tackling some of these injustices that people find out to find out what their real purpose is. It's crazy. You know, some might say, hey, I thought my purpose was in law you know representing people and this and that and or being a judge or being a lawyer maybe in a, uh, some type of defend public defender whatever that is or um, a tax attorney whatever and then all of a sudden you know on the side you know they kind of gotten involved in dealing with injustices you know and going to rallies and different things like that and then realize through these injustices of people that they found their passion they really found their speak up voice if you call that and if you look at that you know you listen to that that last episode speak up stand up all right there's a time when you speak up and you stand up um against the injustices that are going against your fellow man and i'm, I'm just gonna be real with this your fellow man regardless of black white red brown purple yellow but your fellow man things that are being done wrong 
it doesn't matter who's doing wrong to them what color but or whatever the case may be when you see injustices in the world and you begin to speak up and stand up for what is right so many so many people have found their purpose in that and there's nothing wrong with it so think about that um, because uh, you may find once being involved that this uh, is the passion for you that you've had all along you never know you just never know. So, these again, options of finding your passion, right? Uh, so, we're going to get right out of that one because, you know, I could be that one. Just like everybody else is on social media. All, I mean, the rest of this uh, segment, right? But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. The next topic, uh, discover the things that you love to do. What do you love to do? What is true about you today that would make your 10-year-old self cry? What is it that's true about you today, today, where you are right now, your 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 year old self? What is it about you today that would make your 10 year old self cry? It's a question. And only you have the answer for it. You know, um, there's many people that, that say, you know, man, if I could go back, you know, to the day I was 10 or if I can go back to the day I was eight, five or maybe some type of elementary school or junior high and start all over knowing what I know today <laughs> you know uh, I was I would do it all over again you know and many people say that you know they talk about it but if you think about everything you've learned um, everything that you've done both good bad and different if you did start over knowing what you know today many of us wouldn't have the children that we have hmm because some people be like i wouldn't wear marry this chick i wouldn't be with that person i wouldn't be with that dude i wouldn't be with right you y'all know you know it you know it you know i would do some things different well maybe yeah some of the things that you did different you know all of a sudden you end up meeting somebody else and not the person that you're with uh you end up on a different job not the job that you have that you hate and you end up in a job that's give, making you money, but you actually hate the job or whatever. Who knows? Who knows, right? But what is it that you love to do? Today, if your 10-year-old self, if you could talk to your 10-year-old self, uh, what would your 10-year-old self, how would your 10-year-old self, I should say, respond? If you could talk to your 10-year-old self. Think about that. Um, and I'm just going to say this and just, you can just listen. Because when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I acted like a child. I was moody like a child, selfish like a child, stubborn like a child, unlearned as a child, disobedient like a child, even pouted like a child. But when I became old, mature, ready to understand, learn, grow, honest, accept imperfections of others, ready to stand up and accept responsibility, I put away childish things. So what is it that you love to do? Because you're no longer a child. You're grown. You're a grown man now. Do we still do the same childish things that we did when we were 10, 11, 12, 13, 14? Are you still that same person who's stubborn, bullheaded, want to do things your own way? 
nobody's gonna make it. I'm doing things my own way. You know, uh, you know, you, you, we've said many times that parents and grandparents have paved the street that you're on, and the generation before you have put the lines on the street, and then now you're down on the street. Now you're gonna put the reflectors down there, but then you say, "Oh, there's a turn up ahead." You know there ain't no turn up ahead, but you you think there's a turn up ahead, and you think you're gonna take the detour. And realize, realize you're on dirt road and you still say it's going to turn into asphalt. If you're still doing some of the same things as a child, now as an adult, then maybe there's some things that you need to rediscover in yourself when finding the things that you love to do. Because there's nothing, trust me, there's nothing wrong with playing marbles and, and blah, 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 you know. Trust me, I'm a big kid when I'm with my grandchildren. Uh, I'm a big kid. I mean, I I tear them up playing dodgeball in Foursquare. <clears throat> to tell you the truth, I, I I tear them up, right? But the things I love to do, I love to do. When finding your purpose, you have to find things that you love to do. And it's only when you discover who you are. You have to be able to discover who you are in order to find those things that you love to do. I don't know. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's, you know, uh, building something. Maybe it's Legos. I don't know. Lincoln Logs. I, mean, I know I went way back, right? Tinker Toys. <clears throat> Maybe it's basketball. Again, because I know there's all kind of age categories listening to, to this uh, podcast. Uh, maybe it's football sports maybe supporting your children in their sports maybe it's writing maybe it's uh, uh being a creator maybe you're, you're uh you love filming you know doing youtube stuff and you know maybe even on tiktok it's what it is right uh, instagram you love photography what are the things that you love doing you know it says are you ready to discover who you are your likes, your talents, what you do well, your different gifting and things learned along the way. Uh, are you ready to discover that? Because it's in that discovery of who you are that you realize there are some things that you really love to do. Because I've been told that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Because it's never considered work anymore, right? Because you love what you're doing. Yeah, people call it work. But when you love what you do, it's never like tedious. It's never like draining and, oh, my God, I can't stand this. It's always, man, I can't I can't wait for the next thing. Ooh, you know, I can't, you know, believe how this is affected, blah, blah, blah. You know, when you love what you're doing. So what is it that you love to do? So think about this. What are the things that get you so involved you forget to eat or poop? Think about it. Oh my God! You know, uh, <laughs> when I was given to me, I was like, going, "What?" I was just like, I just start cracking up laughing. But I had to write it down the way the way it was given to me. Right? What is it that things that that keep you so involved? I mean, focus. I mean, laser focus on that thing that you enjoy doing that you forget that maybe you didn't eat, that you didn't run to the bathroom, and then you only go, you know, when you finally realize you can't hold it anymore. Right? What is that thing? I'm not talking about, you know, 
somebody's watching me and I got to stay working until blah, 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 blah. Then I, I can't take it. That's not what I'm talking about. The thing you love to do that, you know, maybe you're a plane builder. You love building planes or boats. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's model airplanes. Maybe it's uh, maybe you're part of a, a, a low rider group. Maybe it's audio, just things, you know, maybe it's construction. I mean, because I, I love building stuff. Sometimes I get involved in building something, uh, cutting down some wood, you know, the old, you know, the same, you know, measure twice, cut once. Right. And you're building that thing. And you get so involved. You know, you're hungry a little bit, but you just, you know, you keep going. Oh, oh, let me just do this and then I'll eat. And then all of a sudden, maybe I'll do this, then I'll eat. And I'll, then I'll do this, then I'll eat. And you keep on saying it. Then after a while, you done gone past and your body's not reminding you that you should have ate anymore. And then it's only after you finish what you're doing and you see the satisfaction of whatever it is that you've built or completed that you go, man, there's something I forgot to do today. Dang it. You know what? I didn't eat all day. What is that thing? Oh, man. And when you think about that, what is that thing? And I know this sounds funny, but the truth is, when you are wrapped up in something you love doing, sometimes going to the bathroom is an option till you can no longer wait. It's true. Okay. Um, here are some of the other things you need to know and acquire as you go through your journey. Here's a couple of things you need to know. Number one. And again, we're going we're gonna to bring this in, bring it on in, right? We're going to bring it on in. Number one, practice gratitude. You got to have an attitude of gratitude. Because everything um, needs to have a, uh, a thank you. Uh, um, a, uh, I'm so glad you made it. Um, I'm glad I'm alive. I'm glad I woke up this morning. I'm glad I'm still breathing. I'm, status, I'm glad I still have the activity of my limbs or whatever the case may be. Because at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is the only day that was ever promised to you is yesterday. Right. Your next breath tomorrow, the next hour is not promised to you. You know, remember in school, the, the saying is why put off tomorrow what you can do today. Right. And I've always looked at when I woke up in the morning, another day to fix what I messed up yesterday. And you have to have an attitude of gratitude to be thankful. Man, I have another day to do better. Because if you don't have, if you don't practice that gratitude, that attitude of gratitude, you'll find yourself very, very bitter. And then you'll run away the people that you seek to serve. The people that you want to bless won't want to be blessed by you. The people that you want to help won't want to be helped by you because they think, you know, to them, maybe you just got a, a jacked up attitude. Maybe even call you a jerk. Or a couple other choice words that I won't say. Okay. Gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. Okay. Next point. Uh, know who you are and not who you want to be. Be real with yourself and say, this is who I am. A lot of times we look at other people. I want to be him. I want to be him. I want to be that guy or that girl. I want to be where they are. But you actually have to know who you currently are. You can't pretend to be something that you're not. Know who you are. Know what your worth is. Know what you bring to the table. 
as I said before, know what your giftings and talents are. Know what you're good at and what you're bad at. You have to, again, you have to know who you are. Don't focus, you know, you can focus on eventually where you want to be, but you first have to know where you are and who you are. Okay. Next point, ask yourself your passions. I don't know how many times when I actually sat down and me, myself, and I have a conversation. <laughs> Seriously, we have a conversation. And we're sitting down like, you know, dude, uh, I didn't like how you did that. Well, I didn't like how you did that. And, you know, and we got this whole thing going around, right? But me, myself, and I come to an agreement to say, you know what? This is what we're going to do. This is what we have to get together. And everybody need to be on the same page. You have to be able to ask yourself, talk to yourself, and think about what are your passions? What are your goals? What are your aspirations, your dreams, your desires? You know, and all that goes right back to that vision board that I said in the very beginning. You have to know what that is, right? Okay, start small, finish big. That's the next point. Start small and finish big. When you're looking at everybody that's building right now, they're building their business, they're building their families, they're building their children, maybe building their garage, I don't know, building their house, building their net worth, building their, uh, their economy, building their credit. You have to start small, okay? Start small. It's better to actually start than, well, this is not right, this is not right. I want to make sure everything's perfect. You know, everything's not going to be perfect before you start. It's not. Perfect is <laughs> not perfect. <laughs> Never will be. You have to start small. You know what the big picture is, but you have to start somewhere. Because when you begin to start, at least you did start. You did something. Doing something small is better than doing nothing big. <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, it's just a beautiful thing because when you start small, um, you get a chance to grow into where you want to go. There you go. There you go. That's I like that one. When you start small, you get to grow into where you want to go. Hence, let me use this because I'm one of those. Um, I think I've said this probably earlier in an earlier episode of podcast. Um, I've been asked to golf before. I've been asked to golf. And I know golf is not my thing. I, I think I'd be okay at it. I think I probably would. But it's not my thing. But I know how I am. I'm one of those, like I said before, I'm either an all-in guy or I don't want to touch it, right? Because I know that I might not even learn how to hit the ball like I'm supposed to. But best believe I'm going to have them Callaways, I'm going to have some Ashworth stuff, I'm going to have some TaylorMade stuff and all that. And I'm going to come out and I'm at least going to come out and at least look like I belong on the green. Right. <laughs> Even though my ball's in the water. It's just I'm just saying. And that's how I do a lot of stuff. So even when I started this podcast and I started getting into because I'm an audio guy, blah, 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 both, you know, home, uh, mobile, uh, you know, and pro audio. Um, 
I've always been this. Oh, I, I I can't start till I have this, and I can't start till I have this microphone, or I gotta have this cable, or I gotta have this recorder, or I gotta have this mixer, or I gotta have this such such person. I have to have, and it got to the point where I had a bunch of stuff, but I never started because I was waiting for the next thing. I'm like, wait a minute, if I have to start, and I did, I finally started, and um, I started. Believe it or not, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I bought a microphone and uh, a lapel mic and I plugged it into my smartphone and I start recording um, into my phone right off the bat. Believe it or not, that's how I started. Even though I waited. It was stupid though. I mean, it was kind of stupid. But then I realized it was, you know, there's an appropriate time for me to start and I pretty much just gearing myself to start. But then I was psyching myself out. Well, you don't have this yet. You don't have this yet. You don't have that yet. And, you know, didn't you want some boom arms? Didn't you want that condenser mic? Didn't you want such and such? And didn't you want that? You know, are you sure you want to roll with these? So I had all these excuses because I was waiting for the next thing. And then I realized you already have everything in your hands to start small. Why are you trying to start big? And you still haven't even started yet. Why don't you start small and grow? And I'm like, so it got to the point where I really had to just be honest with myself and say, you know what? You're so worried about trying to be perfect in this area and that area and that area. Make sure the sound's right, let me write and such. And again, everybody wants good sound still, right? And I'm still learning some things because I know in a live sound atmosphere it's completely different than podcasting it's completely different right so when you're a sound engineer and uh live sound is a little bit different such such that you're looking for in a podcast platform and while i'm still waiting oh i gotta have that mixer and i have to have this and i have to i already had everything at my disposal but i was all in my head and many times we get so busy and so involved in our head that we won't start that thing because we stay so much in our head and we make things bigger than what they should be. And, you, and I'm telling you guys, get out of your head. Start small so you can finish big. Okay. Um, and last but not least, create values for those you seek to serve and create value value create it look for things that aren't done ask people hey what is it that you need what is it that we're not providing what is it as a business that you're not getting what is it that you wish was out there create value for people when you create value to the people that you seek to serve you open doors to new possibilities. You open doors to answers. You open doors to a new uh, society, new relationships, new networking. When you create value for people. You know, I like to think that uh, the first thing you should do, as Gary Vee would say, is you give people. You give, 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 and then ask. But the sad part about it, we got it so twisted to where we ask first before we give. Find out what people need 
Give them what they need. Create value. If you're a creator, create great content. Be transparent with people. Give value. If nobody was ever transparent or uh, they were never willing to teach you anything because they were their hand was so much closed that they never want to open their hand to give anything because we know a closed hand can't give or receive and when you have an open hand and you're just ready to just give to people not that you're always uh, I have an open hand because I'm waiting to receive but you're opening your hand up because you're allowing people to take from you for the right reasons not, not like they're taking from you like jacking you over you know, that's what I'm talking about but I'm talking about when you're giving things to people you're also leaving that hand open because people now can give to you. But look for giving value to people. Because when you've been a part of a society for so long where um, you had to learn some things on your own the hard way. And then when you finally get to the point to where you 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 feel like you almost made it, not that you made it, but, you know, you're doing better than you. Look for people now that you can help and develop. That's called creating value. Find people that you can mentor and help lead along the way. Create value. And then you do this. Ask, seek, and knock. If you have, while you're trying to find your purpose, find the people that you can ask questions and while you're asking the questions seek the knowledge seek for understanding and then don't be afraid to knock on someone's door knock on somebody's mobile phone you know knock on that phone call knock on that text message hey I need help in this area could you help me could you leave me can you mentor me show which way to go I'm stuck here I'm at a fork in the road in my life and I'm trying to figure out which way to go and remember it starts with you but at the end of the day it's not all about you again it starts with you but at the end of the day it's not all about you it's all about the people that you build that's my time I'm Sean your host stay tuned for another broadcast of I'm dealing with Till we meet again, be blessed. I'm out.